Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome new listeners to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is covering Season 3, Episode 3, The Third Wheel, or just Third Wheel. Hi, Jen. Hey, Steve. Is it a little too cute that it's Season 3, Episode 3, and the title is Third No, I love it. Really? I didn't realize that. I like it. Hmm. Jen and I are a little depressed today since we've last podcasted. Our favorite sports team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, were 11-0. and Now they're 11-2. and Two weeks in a row of losing. And playing bad Probably. at it. We can't even blame it on, like, bad calls no, and stuff. It was, it was just It was us. I blame bad. myself. I blame you, too, because you said something about the Washington football team that was, like, very flippant, and you cursed it. Okay. So I blame you for the first one. Not the second one. No, not the second one. Actually, kind of a little bit, because remember you said something about, like, oh, this game's boring, and I said, don't say that, because I said that last week, and then they lost. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a combination of both of our faults. All right. That aside, everything else is good in life. Yeah. The holidays have begun. We might get snow in a couple days. 11 days till Christmas. Our Christmas tree's up. We've gone through six days of Hanukkah with Hanukkah gifts. It's all happening. Yeah. The living room's much prettier with the Christmas tree. Makes everything a little brighter. Yeah, we got a white Christmas tree this year. Did we already talk about that last podcast? I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't listened to it yet. (laughs) Me either. Well, uh, this episode was okay. Yeah, it was fine. It had its moments. It had a lot of not great moments, but it was fine. There were a few things that didn't age well in it, and I'd say this episode would have been a good season one episode, a mediocre season two episode, but it just doesn't align well with the season three lineup that we have coming mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. I actually found a the, the listing of the top ten ranked episodes according to IMDb ratings. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and share it, and we'll compare again at the end of all of this to see how it lined up against our top ten. Okay. Um, I won't say which one, but only one of these is in my top ten. Oh, interesting. So number ten is spoiler alert. Number nine is... Did you write down, like, the season and the... You know what? I didn't. Okay. I don't know how many people are going to know a lot of these. Offhand. Spoiler alert. I can't even remember which one that is. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't even know, so I don't know if people listening are going to know. Number nine is Blitzgiving. That one's an easy one with okay. the Blitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight is Girls versus Suits. Okay. Another easy one to remember. Yeah. Number seven is Game Night, which oh, I yeah. have as number... F- I'll, I'll mention for the ones that we've already done that land in here. Mm-hmm. I have it as number 47. Oh, wow. Number six, The Naked Man. Okay. Number five, The Pineapple Incident, which, as you remember, I did not care for. Um, But I had it all the way back at 130. Yeah. Number four, The Final Page Part Two, which I think is just the final episode. The very last episode, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't know. Or is that the one when Barney proposes to Robin? Oh, it could be. I don't know. Number three, The Playbook. Okay. Number two, Slap Bet. Okay. Which I had ranked number 27, so that's a little closer. Okay. 
And number one, how your mother met me. Okay. So we'll, we'll do a recompare. And there's not much to compare when, after we do my top ten. People can kind of fill in the blanks as it goes, but quite a few of them are going to be in season three. Awesome. I would like to see if we can get through this podcast in under 40 minutes. I'm not sure if we've ever gone that fast, but there wasn't a lot I wanted to talk about in this episode, quite honestly. Okay. It wasn't a lot of horrible lines, and it wasn't very many good lines. It was just sort of the plot went on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to it. Okay. We start off with... Uh, now, first of all, this is a tough one to cover, so there might be a challenge in getting it done quickly because there's so much flash-forward, flashback, right. flashback within a flashback. And sort the, of, like, pretend... Whatever, you know, when Barney and Ted are talking, what would we call that? Like, imagining or, like, when Barney's telling him what to do and he's, like, acting out Barney's scenarios. Okay. Yeah, that's not a flash anything. Flash sideways, (laughs) I don't know. All right. Ted's calling up Barney. Well, it starts, actually, with, you know, the daughter and the son and future Ted. Essentially saying, like, you know, there's some stories you don't tell, and now I'm just confused. So did he not tell this? Or, like, I think he told it, and that's why he wouldn't reveal what happens in the end. But why would you even no, that's true. start to no, tell that story? No, he couldn't have told it. He just, he just couldn't have. And so it's there's very, just no way. Yeah, and so it's very confusing to have them there at the beginning and him essentially be like, yeah, you don't tell all the stories. It starts it, off on a confusing note for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, Ted is telling Barney that he's going for the belt. He's on the phone with him. He's at the bar. Barney's at his apartment. I'm not sure if we know all there, where they are are, are located at this right. point. Right, yeah, we just you know see Ted somewhere, see Barney somewhere, and, yeah. and we don't know what the belt is at this point, so it's kind of we're, we're plopped into the middle of a story. Correct. We go to the apartment now. Well, I do like, so Barney says, like, you know, kind of like, how is this possible? You were just up here, you know, less than, less than half an hour ago. And then at the bottom of the screen, you know, flashback to less than half an hour ago. It's like yeah, the little things that I think are cute. Yeah. And Barney and Marshall are playing Wii Tennis in the living room. We talked about this once <laughs> when we? you were wondering if uh, Marshall's ever been playing video games before. Uh, and I mentioned this scene. Right, right, right. Did and we talk about our Wii? No, <laughs> we haven't. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny that they were playing Wii tennis. Yeah, I, I, I underlined it so we could bring up the fact that our son discovered that we have a Wii console in our li- back living room, and we've never we haven't touched it since he's <laughs> been born. Up since we moved to this house, yeah, and then in the house before that, we probably stopped using it a little while before we even moved. I think we're probably using it more for Netflix. Yeah. Because we used true. to kind of we used to reach our Netflix through our Wii. Oh my gosh! Yeah, back before in the it streamed, day, you could stream through your Wii, or you could get the DVDs. That seems like a lifetime ago. Right, and when he discovered what Wii was, he said, "I want to play that." And <laughs> we didn't have a lot of games. So we found a friend that had a bunch more games, although not really ones that I think he's going to get into because some of it's like golf and right. Some things that are going to take a little more skill than he has. And he's not really. Cotton into Guitar Hero. I can see like I hoped he would. Being hard for a little kid. You it gotta is. Get your the hands timing. all the way around, and yeah, and the timing. Is At any rate, so the Wii felt close to home for yeah, going so through just, the last few weeks. I thought that was kind of funny. So we finally hooked it up and got all the charges charged and what have you. But we don't have Wii Tennis. No. We can't have our own Wimbledon. 
maybe in a fortnight from now we'll find some place <laughs> to buy it from. Maybe that All should right. be the next Runkle Family Tournament. So there's a lot of um, tournament tennis talk back and forth between Barney and, and Marshall. Marshall makes a comment how British words are so cool, like Fortnite. And then goes off on a weird tangent of, did you know that lawyers there get to wear wigs? If I wear a wig to work, I'm a jackass. <laughs> it's a weird take, but... Yeah. Okay. And I like, you know, just throughout this, they just start throwing in random British phrases and words. It's kind of funny. Ted comes out. He's wearing a suit. He's ready to go to the bar. He seems a really jazzed to go out. And he's wearing, and he's suiting up. Yeah, he's suited up. He's so really desperate to go out. This isn't like Ted. It's very strange that Barney's not completely in since Ted's suited up. Yeah, there's a lot of um, non-canon behaviors in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Non-canonical. Yeah, and we also get kind of an unusual, like, Barney and Marshall pairing up that I feel like we don't see a lot. Agreed. That's another good point. Yeah, the fact that the both of them chose to hang out with each other instead of Mm -hmm. Ted is interesting, an interesting plot point. Yeah, and I would say guys do tend to sort of get sucked into the video games and bond together during video games. Mm Mm-hmm. Ted's going to go down, assuming that they're going to follow in five minutes. He's going to really, he really emphasizes that he's getting three beers and they need to be there in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps flashing it. Three beers. Five minutes. I think it's kind of similar to when we have to tell Tyler, Tyler like, uh, five minutes till bedtime. Yeah. It doesn't really mean it. Robin and Lily enter, or enter the room from the other, from the bedroom. There's a whole, all this boot talk. <laughs> yes, Lily went to a boot sale, and... It was a I real melee. Was, yeah, and I guess it was recently, because, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how recently it was, but yeah, so Robin asked where she got them, and it, yeah, there was this giant sale, and I guess there was another pair she wanted, and she fought with some blonde girl over them, and she did not... Win. She was not the victor in that, and we stick a pin in that for later. She gets a great line here. As she she falls to the ground, having lost the boot, she says, you just made my list, bitch. (laughs) Right. Really about delivered, too. I really felt it. We get a weird line from Barney that I don't understand, which is, what do you think would happen if a guy walked into that store wearing a suit of boots? As in, you know, would the women tear it off of him so that he'd then be nude? In this scenario, are the boots free? I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> like, he's just coming in being like, free boots! Yeah, that's what he's saying. Okay. <clears throat> it, yeah, it was a strange line. I do like the way when they opened up to him talking to her, he's like two inches from her face out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he really I thought that was kind of funny, but the actual line wasn't very it good. It doesn't make any sense. And then we get a weird, you know, a setup for Robin's whole storyline, which is, you know, she's going out on a date... But she hasn't shaved her legs because that's her policy now to make sure she doesn't jump into bed too soon. I think it's, theoretically, it's a good policy. Yeah, theoretically, and that's fine. But the thing that's catching me is, like, she's wearing a dress. So did she shave the part of her legs that, like, are exposed in the dress? Like, if she was in pants, it would make more sense to me. So maybe she only was not shaved because the boots went all the way up to her knees. Right. So she only shaved from, like, her knee to her mid-thigh? Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I guess that would probably be what it was because you couldn't see that part of her. It didn't look hairy. Yeah. So it's, it's, an, it's a strategy. 
I guess. Ted calls up from the bar to let the guys know the beers are there, and Barty's just straight out, yeah, we're not going to make it. Yeah, Marshall's already taken his pants off because he needs the freedom and mobility that only underwear can bring in the middle of Wimbledon. Not a good look. <laughs> this must have been the time before all men were wearing boxer briefs. Because he's wearing, like, the loose boxers. I mean, this was a sitcom on during... You think boxer briefs are too revealing? Yeah, I think so. And I'd say maybe comedically also, boxers are more funny. Also, they couldn't have had all the falling out, junk falling right. out jokes with yeah. boxer briefs. Right. Although it's just so... <laughs> we'll get to that. All right. Ted's on the phone, and all of a sudden... We get Trudy from the Pineapple episode. Speaking of the Pineapple episode. Right. Trudy shows up. Yes. And we do get a flashback for, you know, people that may not remember Trudy. There's a quick flash to, you know, them kind of like making out, I think, in Ted's apartment. He's holding the pineapple. Bedroom. Yeah, I noted that too. So, yeah, she's the one that he woke up. She was asleep in bed. There was a pineapple. And then she disappeared and he never heard from her again. Yeah, because Robin came in and Ted didn't want to let Robin know that he had slept at first, he didn't want her to know that he slept with anyone. Then he wanted to show it to Robin to show mm-hmm. that he's over her. But by that point, Trudy had snuck out the window, and we get a funny line from Robin about thinking that the or pretending like the pineapple's name was Trudy and going up and shaking mm-hmm. one of the leaves. Nice to meet you, Trudy. <laughs> right. <laughs> they talk about how they were both very embarrassed by the whole thing. Trudy had forgotten her underwear. There's a few back. There's a little back and forth and. Ted gets sort of a a weird series of lines like, those were yours? I thought they felt kind of tight. Kidding. I don't wear underwear. Ladies' underwear. Often. Again, I'm kidding. Yeah, so I have... Very nervous here. I have this whole thing... I tried to, like, <laughs> to write to myself, like, okay, what what is happening here? Like, what's going on? And I finally just landed on that, like, a gif of Tracy Morgan in my head from 30 Rock being like, banter! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lot of awkward banter, and it's very quick writing, too. So at least it kind of goes quickly. But it seems so weird. And I don't know. I haven't flirted with anybody in a long time. Is this what it, it was like? I don't know. I don't I'm know. Confused. You just completely threw yourself at me when we met, so I'm not even sure if there was flirting. <laughs> there had to have been flirting. I'm kidding. Yes, of course there was. <laughs> but I don't know if it was this. Hopefully it was better than this. Yeah, I, th- I feel like if I had to be out there flirting, I'd be like Ross when he's trying to hit on the, and uh, friends, when he's trying to hit on the pizza delivery girl, and he's like... There's lots of different kinds of gas. <laughs> you know that gas doesn't smell naturally? They add, they smell. add the smell. <laughs> There's other kinds. I happen to like 12-year-old boys. <laughs> That'd be me. Oh, right. goodness. Thank goodness we're married to each other. Then... <laughs> you're like, and you're not even a little worried that I'm going to cheat on you because you're like, what, what would he even say to a woman to get her to sleep with him? <laughs> well, and conversely, I, I got nothing left. No, no skills. Yeah, except for guys don't care. Hmm. As Barney, as Barney says, <laughs> we just want to get the green. We don't want it. We don't care if uh, there's, we got to go through the rough to get there. <laughs> or if there's insane. The rough standard. being your personality in a flirtation. Oh, thank you. I love you too. You just said this about yourself. This isn't me bringing up an insult about you. Okay. Well, you did say my personality. <laughs> okay. Flirting skills. All right. And there's just like a little too cute 
or I'm, I'm sure this happens in other shows too, this can't be the only one, but when, um, oh, sorry, we, I jumped a tiny bit ahead, but we meet Rachel, who went to school with Trudy, they were sorority sisters, and Kappa, Epsilon, Gamma, which I'm sure you also made the connection, stands for Kig. Oh, I missed that. Oh, okay. I feel like it's a fairly common... Fake. Sitcom, yeah, fake sitcom-y entertainment sorority or fraternity. So, yeah, the Keg House was the main fraternity in the college years of 90210. That's right. Okay. Um, and obviously we get Busy Phillips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it would stand a reason that she got this gig through Jason Siegel, who mm-hmm. was with her in Freaks and Geeks. Right. She's one of those actresses that's been in a million things, but I... It, t- it took a while before I started to recognize who she was because I haven't seen any of them. So there's Freaks and Geeks. I might have seen one episode of Freaks and Geeks. I'm not even sure if she was in it. And then she was in the one with, uh, like, Cougar Town, right? Mm-hmm. She was... I think she was in some more Judd Apatow stuff. So point being, she's just been in a lot of stuff that I haven't seen. Yeah. But a very recognizable actress. Yep. So anyway, yeah, so Busy Phillips as Rachel kind of... You know, interrupts Ted and Trudy's terrible bantering, and they start to walk off and you know gossip about old classmates. And Ted just assumes he's going to be alone, and then Rachel returns and invites him to join their table. And we get more bad banter from him. Yeah, it's interesting. She's flirting with him right away. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, in in their in Trudy and Rachel's interactions we find out you know they were really competitive with each other and that's you know a little key to where we end up here and in in typical girl fashion trudy points out they were best friends forever all sophomore year (laughs) i miss that (laughs) we're back in the apartment with marshall and barney playing wii tennis marshall (laughs) makes a reference to calling barney old bean Mm -hmm. i like when marshall uses old-timey vernacular it's always a hit with me. Well, I assume this is more of the British slang. Yeah, but I don't think they still say Old Bean in the UK. I don't know. Barney makes a comment that that's because you distracted me. You've been hanging crumpet ever since the third set. What, isn't crumpet like a cookie? <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> I, think, I think it is like a cookie. Um, but... Every time Marshall turns around to, like, tuck in or whatever, I mean, it's quite clear that that's not what's going on. Yeah, but. of course. And I noticed that, you know, we talked about how usually these kind of jokes would happen in threes. And in the last, I forget we were bringing it up last time, but it only happened in twos. Mm-hmm. This time it only happens in twos again instead of in threes. So you think oh, you're going to get three of these jokes. Ted's calling up again. He's got an interesting situation. So he's talking to Barney about it. And he's telling Barney about how he's got sort of two women on the line right now. I like how Barney says, you mean the girl who, in reference to Judy, or Trudy, you mean the girl who chalked your your pool cue and snuck down the fire escape? And then he goes, respect. I don't know what that that means. What, the pool cue? (laughs) I mean, Chalking your pool cue? That's just a... The euphemism? It's a very weird euphemism. (laughs) Yeah. It's not top ten for Barney, but... I like how he says respect. Like he likes that she did that <laughs> That to she him. ditched him. <laughs> yeah. Ted further explains the situation, that the girls seem competitive in regards to him, or in general, and then in regards to him. 
Mm-hmm. And Lily butts in and says, you know, give, give it to me. Let me handle this. Well, but first, Barney, <laughs> in a preview of a later episode, essentially says new is always better. Yeah, go for the new girl. Yeah. Lily comes in to try and lend her expertise to advise Barney. I'm sorry, advise Ted. And she wants to know, are they friends? Ted says they're old sorority sisters. Lily's like, are they betas? Because they're all sluts, and you can tell them right, you can tell them right now I didn't want to be in their sorority anyway. <laughs> Holding on to some, some bitterness from college, I mm-hmm. guess. You were a sorority girl. I was. So we'll try and align to see how many of these things match up to how you were in the sorority days. <laughs> right. Although I don't see Goth Lily as being one that would go for a sorority. True. Or one, you know, maybe that's why they didn't accept her, because she was Goth Lily. Perhaps. Lily's going to go downstairs and help him figure it out. Marshall says, I thought we were in for the evening. Barney replies, that's what I thought about your bangers and mash down there, but I guess we were both wrong, Governor. It's good stuff. I'm not sure why they left it at two. I think they needed one more. Like one more of Marshall being... Hanging out. I think two's enough. We're back at McLaren's, and Trudy is asking Ted's opinion about, is it stealing if you go out with someone's boyfriend after they've broken up? Now... Stealing is a weird choice of verb. I think this question is better asked of, is it okay? Yeah. Because it's clearly it's not, not stealing. Because <laughs> after they've broken up. So the premise of the question is poorly phrased. Well, what do you think? Is it okay to date someone, go out with someone after they broke up with your friend? That's a hard question. I mean, I think it depends on, like, length of relationship. Maybe if your friend dumped the guy as opposed to vice versa, mm-hmm. it's a little more okay the amount of time that's gone by since yeah. getting the permission of. And what qualifies as a boyfriend, like. Yeah, the, the length of time that they've broken up, the length of time that they were together. Mm-hmm. I feel like. The se- yeah, and like the I feel like there's a TV show out there that covered this and there was like an equation. <laughs> Surprise, Barney doesn't have one. I mean, I do know when I was in high school, mm-hmm. one friend went out on a date with a guy. And it didn't go anywhere. And then another friend started dating that guy and then married him. <laughs> They've been together like 9,000 years at this point. Mm-hmm. So. I've never really gone out with a friend's ex myself. I did end up marrying a girl who was friends with a girl I was hooking up with before I met her. Is it me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Totally hooking up with one of your friends before I met you. <laughs> that would have been impressive. No, I, I was messing around with a girl from college, but this was years after college. And we had kind of stopped messing around, and then I met her friend, and then I started hanging out with her friend, and that ended up being my first wife. Oh, that's funny. I didn't And know that. the first girl was not happy about all this. Oh, I bet. We kept it secret for a while just so she wouldn't find out. But she was at our wedding, you know. She she remained sort of in the same crowd as us, and mm-hmm. so it wasn't unfriendly. But I wasn't stolen. <laughs> right, right. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, are you, is hooking up dating? Or is hooking up equal boyfriend? We never went out for a meal. Right, so that, I think that's another factor into this. Is like, is it a relationship or is it a hookup? So. It can get very complicated. Indeed. 
A lot more flirting going <laughs> and on so that's here. Ted's answer. It's very complicated. <laughs> There's a lot more flirting going on here. I like how Ted mutters to himself, I'm never not wearing a suit again. <laughs> that was in contention for my favorite line. This doesn't end up being true, of course. He almost never wears a suit again. <laughs> right. So Lily has, you know, covertly come down to the bar and is scoping out the situation and pretty much tells him, like, you know, either one, they're both into you. I like Ted's, like, when he's on the phone with her, he's pretending it's his mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> How's Dad's colon? Lily's like, what? What's the matter with you? <laughs> I did like that. And so, yeah, she points out that they're both playing with their hair and touching him, and those are all good signs. And we get a cut to Robin on her date. Who's doing all those same yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Flipping her hair, touching her date. She's very into him. He is a very cute, successful surgeon with a British accent, and she is definitely feeling the I think state. he's more than cute. He looks like a model. Yeah, no, he's very attractive. Were you trying to spare my feelings by not going gushing over him too much? No, I mean... Yes, he's an attractive guy, but <laughs> Robin so is right to be in there. He separated could join twins, and Robin thought that was great, but he says, true, but now the parents don't know what to do with their huge supply of four-legged overalls. I was like, boo. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible thing. Yeah, and it took him a while to get there, too. But, yeah. Or maybe it was supposed to be bad to show how much Robin's willing to I, overlook it and he continues to flirt with him. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> because she says, yeah, that's so funny. All right. We're back to Ted and Lily on the phone. Lily's sure that he's got... He, Lily's sure that he can have whichever one he wants. She makes a boot reference. Yeah. It's a clearance sale and you're the boots, baby. So she gets a a call from Robin on the other line. So they hang up and Robin asks her to bring a razor. She's decided that her rule will not stand with this date. This guy is too cute and too British. I like how Lily says, what about your convictions? Robin says they've been surgically removed by Dr. Awesome, which is one of my favorites <laughs> yeah. in this episode. And so Lily initially is hesitant, but then when Robin lets her know that he has a British accent, Lily agrees. Now you had quite a thing for... Men with the British accent. Everybody has a thing for men with a British accent. Do they? I'm not sure if that's one of the more... Yes. ...common ones. Yes. Ask any woman in America. (laughs) Is that... Yes. Now... Or men. I should not... You know. Anybody can find anybody attractive. Now, as far as men go, do you have... Is British your favorite, or do you prefer, like, maybe Australian or French... What do you think? Hmm. I don't. I feel like no woman is into a, a German accent on a guy. <laughs> no. Like it just sounds very. I don't know. Abrupt, harsh. Yeah. No offense, fan, uh, listeners in Germany. Oh yeah, we've just. Lost. I'm German. I, I am German. Runkel. Ooh, I am too. My 23 and Me said I was. I didn't know that before. Um, yeah, I think British might be number one. I think so. Do you? I think Australian would be a good find second. a French accent on a man attractive? Or have you not like been around it so you couldn't really say? I don't think I've ever been around it in real life. Like, I did just watch an Unsolved Mysteries a few weeks ago that was entirely in French. It was fine. I don't know. I, I'd say it's probably top ten. Latin. <laughs> Latin. <laughs> not, I'm sorry, not like 
the ancient Latin, but <laughs> Latino. Latino accent. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think, is it, I think maybe I we're going down a bad to, path. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we need to cut ranking. this whole thing. <laughs> and just say, British accents are cute. Robin and Lily and Jen all agree. What about Italian? <laughs> Stop it, you better cut see, all of this out. See, that's that's a thing, like, with... Well, but now I'm not sure how it is for everybody. But yeah, British, Italian, French, uh, very, very kind to the American ears. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it, it's the Romance languages, I guess. Yeah. Well, British isn't, but okay. Moving on. Ted asks the women at the bar, Trudy and Rachel. So who won the guy? It was neither, and it comes out that they were even thinking about. Doing something. Yeah, I mean, we, we can assume it was having a threesome with <laughs> right. them. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of a lead-up to get there. Nobody ever actually says the word threesome in this episode. Uh, and, yeah, and so actually it is kind of, like, their back and forth is kind of annoying, but then we do get um, kind of an interesting where they say they're going to say it on three, and we get Lily coming in and advising Barney and Marshall that, you know, they're both into Ted and as they're getting ready to tell him what that thing was that they were going to do with the guy, we don't hear it, but then all of a sudden Ted's calling up and telling Barney that it's a tricycle. Right, and that's, yeah, after Lily has Another informed euphemism. them. Yeah, that yeah, she couldn't tell who was the third wheel. And I guess that's all meant to be a <laughs> bigger metaphor. There is no third wheel. They are all one. Tricycle. Tricycle, riding device. There's something there. Lily says that she'll say it now. All sorority girls are sluts. <laughs> now, apparently, Allison Hannigan was a, in a sorority in college. So so it's okay. Yeah, so it's okay. Her slut shaming's just fine. <laughs> then they start talking about the belt. Right, so now we're kind of getting back to where we started. Right. It's not a metaphorical belt like Marshall thinks. It's an actual belt. We see Barney showing it to Ted it's uh, in a flashback. And this is clearly like a boxing or a pro wrestling championship belt. Right. I think I read in the notes that it's an actual like WWF or WWE uh, wrestling championship belt <laughs> that they use for this. <laughs> I like the Barney um, does not take things metaphorically. And at one point, Ted had said if he slept with one of the girls from Days of Our Lives, he'd be the king. So he got himself a crown. Mm-hmm. And Marshall, <laughs> poor sweet Marshall. Yeah. Says that, you know, he should have been told about it because he could go for it. And everybody just laughs at him. Yeah, we get another one of these from Marshall in the next episode, too, because it's the one where Ted and Barney have a contest to see who can pick up a woman. Which one? I don't remember. It's... She plays reggae and reggae. Oh, that one. Okay. And Marshall wants to know why he wasn't included in the challenge. (laughs) Right. So Marshall, you know... Very happily married, but like, gets mad he doesn't... He always feels left yeah, out. Right, that he doesn't get to be part of these little single people gambits. Ted wants to know, you know, help him out. What should he do in this scenario? Barney has three bylaws <laughs> for whether this can qualify as getting the belt. Are the participants under age 83? The aggregate age. Right. Um, <laughs> aggregate weight under 400 pounds. Or is he paying these women? And then for some reason he has trouble accepting that answer. And then we get a weird line from Ted. 
Ted says, no, look, I got to go. They're, they're going to, because he said he's in the bathroom. I guess he's in the bathroom at the yeah. time. No, look, I got to go. They're going to think I inherited my dad's imaginary bathroom issues. What does that mean? Because when he was on the phone with his fake mom, he asked how dad's cold. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was a reference to like, you know, the thing where guys will kind of sit in the bathroom for a while and read just to kind of avoid being around their families. Like in the movie, <laughs> This is 40. Right. And apparently my brother's been called out by his wife on that a few times, too. <laughs> no, it was a callback to something that happened like three minutes ago. You're right. You're right. So the girls are saying it's getting pretty late. They're ready to leave. They're thinking maybe they could go to his place and listen to that Wilco CD. Have you ever heard Wilco? I think I, you and I have had this conversation. But I've heard of Wilco. I have not heard Wilco. <laughs> I think the first time I heard of Wilco was through this episode. I think that's why I've heard of Wilco. <laughs> And then I feel like I've heard, like, joke references to Wilco about how a lot of white people like them. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. <laughs> you are white. Right after I listen to... Uh, we oh, do shoot. qualify. What's his name? Who plays Ted? Josh Radner. <laughs> I still need to listen to Josh Radner's. Ah, uh, yes. But I've been listening essentially exclusively to nothing but Taylor Swift for, like, six months straight now, so... It'll be hard to break out of that pattern. I'm so glad uh, we got to pick her up as a sponsor. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Taylor, do you like How I Met Your Mother? Come be on my podcast. Hmm. Ted's acting really goofy and talking about, you know, great, I have it right upstairs. It's my apartment upstairs. Let's go upstairs. Yeah. I'm kind of like Rachel's. I'm sorry. Where was your apartment again? Right. So she's she's kind of got a good sarcasm thing going on throughout mm-hmm. this episode. I, I kind of do like her character. Yeah. And not just because she's willing to participate in a threesome. <laughs> so we're back to the apartment. Apparently Marshall is trying to convince Lily that, you know, he really could go for the... the Be belt. in the contest. But we do get a, you know, if it, I guess she has to be dead. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first of a couple <laughs> examples of when he, in his imagination, has to kill her <laughs> to, he to achieve something. Anything else. Yeah. Uh, but scenario 12... <laughs> They've been in a car crash. Lily's dead, and he's par- paralyzed. And two nurses come in, and I don't like this whole. It's it goes on way too long. It's so dumb. I do like her reply. Fine, sleep with your nurses tonight. You ride the unicycle. And him, I already did this morning. I, I like their euphemisms for masturbation. <laughs> right. They do a good job on that in this show. So Robin calls Lily. Lily, I guess, forgot to go drop off this razor to Robin just went home instead and forgot about it. So she's being a bad friend. And then for no reason, it's just like, no, I can't leave now. <laughs> she's not doing anything. That's true. Yeah, good point. Robin tries to get the waitress to help her. She'll do it for 50. Barney gets a text from Ted that they're coming upstairs. So now the three of them need to hide. Right. So if this had come before, then it would have made a little bit more sense. Or even so, she could have just left. Like, there's nothing, there's no reason Lily couldn't go do this. They get into the place. Ted emphasizes that the roommates are out. They have their privacy. Mm-hmm. And Ted goes into his room to get the CD, and the three of them are in there. <laughs> that was one of my, like, laugh out loud moments. I kind of forgot that happened, because you know, he's so excited, and you just see him in there. <laughs> no! <laughs> so mad. <laughs> yeah. 
And Lily congratulates him, gets a high five. Now, first of all, they never explain why they went to his room and not to Marshall and Lily's. It makes no sense. The only thing I can think of is somehow Barney convinced them to go in there because Barney's trying to sabotage. Ooh, that's good. But, yeah, it's not very clear how that happened. (laughs) That's a good, you know, being the third writer for this show. (laughs) That's a good way to justify it. I like that. Yeah. But I like it. Yeah, so Lily gives him a high five. Marshall goes to give him a high five, too. And he's like, don't be gross. Oh, yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> Ted suggests the fire escape. Now, Marshall's scared to take the fire escape, even though Trudy took it. Although well, that was two years ago. True. So maybe the, a lot can happen. <laughs> the infrastructure of the fire escape is more poor. He just needs the CD, and then Barney snaps the CD in half. Right. Barney doesn't want him to beat him to the get in the belt. There's a lot of back and forth about this, how he was so close, but then he accidentally, they get a flashback of him with two women. He accidentally knocks over red wine on their white carpet and then is asked to leave by the two women. Mm-hmm. I like on his way out, or as he's getting up from that scene, he's like, I'll, I'll get the video camera. And the girl's <laughs> like, get out. Oh, okay, then. <laughs> you know, it's typical Barney trying to keep going when he's already lost. Right. So... Ted calls him Petty, struggling to come up with uh, some sort of example in Marshall Supplies, Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. And I like the flash to Lily, who's left the room and is looking at the girls <laughs> and the look on her face of disgust. And you're like, what is she doing? Why is she standing there so obviously giving them a huge stink face? And it turns out that Rachel was the girl that got, won the boot from her. Yep. I like how Ted says, <laughs> at this point, Lily doesn't want him to get the belt either, not with this girl, and not in her room with that girl. And Ted's like, fine, I'll try and work in a little light spanking. Just do this for me. Oh, that was a good line. I like the I cannot give up my bedroom to a boot thief. But she's very quickly paid off by Ted. <laughs> and so he gives her the cash for the boots, full retail price, and she immediately switches to, thank you, enjoy our bedroom. <laughs> There's a little business with Ted getting his hair straightened up. <laughs> Which is a callback to them saying how long it takes him to get his hair, do his hair. Right. Even though he says it's casual looking. We go to, back to the restaurant. The waitress gives Robin the razor but didn't get her shaving cream. Robin ends up grabbing butter from somebody's table and she's going to do the butter shave. Call back to Seinfeld. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm kind of on the waitress's side. Like, you didn't say shaving cream and razor. You said razor. Yeah, I, I think... Robin's being unreasonable. I think if the waitress had been thinking, and for the money she was paid, she probably could have done it, but yeah, it's not, it was not her. I, I don't know why the, the waitress is being a little bit, from the, from the get-go, a little bit sassy with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I mean, she from wants the time that she was phone. like, you know, $20 to $50, and, <laughs> you know, Robin does the Karen move of, Oh, guess who's not going to get a tip because of their attitude? And I like the waitresses. Well, here's a tip for you. Shave your legs before you leave the house, Sasquatch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't bad. Okay. So Robin goes back in to do the butter shave, props her legs up, and then leg up on, and then falls backwards. And this, her fall kind of reminds me of when later on, not in this episode, but in some other later episode, for some reason, Marshall's talking about, is it funny that people fall backwards oh, in no. chairs? I'm falling back in my and chair. And then he does it. and I think Because it, of the it, wedding it, bride. The wedding bride, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is sort of an example of this is a wedding bride-like fall for a laugh. Right. And so I wonder if that was very meta 
when they say it later on The Wedding Bride. Maybe. All right. So we're back to the apartment, and things are starting to seem like they're heading in a tricycle-type direction, and Ted gets very nervous and runs back into his bedroom saying he's going to get their coats. And it's unclear what exactly he's doing. Like, is he just going to try to get some moral support, or... I think he's freaked out. Uh, He doesn't think he can go through with it. Maybe, yeah, I think moral support's probably the the more optimistic view of it all, but I think at this point he doesn't think he can go through with it. And this is where we learn that Barney had a a similar reaction when the belt was a possibility for him, and we get a redo of the scene with him and the two women where he intentionally knocks over the or the glass of wine and the one girl's just like, oh, no, it's fine. No, no, everything's ruined. Whatever this <laughs> night was heading towards is ruined. <laughs> Very un-Barney-like. Right. But, you know, he got the yips. Yeah. Because, you know, there's two of everything, four of some things. It's too much. But Barney has decided that, you know, it's his destiny to help Ted since he was unable to do it himself. And him and Ted go through some interesting scenarios. scenarios. (laughs) One where he references that he learned how to massage feet by doing it on his grandma. (laughs) Because it makes you think of family values. When he's out in his pajamas and turns on the remote control fireplace, but that's Barney's apartment. Yeah, he doesn't have either of those. And then I think the the third one is that... You have to talk about a super volcano, so they think about mortality. That one ends up being the winner. (laughs) I like his summation of the volcano thing. It could happen at any time and obliterate all life on Earth, which is why I live by three simple words. Don't postpone joy. And Rachel's, oh my God, and Trudy, that's so true. And as they're saying this, Ted's sort of manically uh, and dramatically nodding his head (laughs) in the fantasy. Like, this is the winner? Or more like, yes, this is this is true. This is how we should live life. <laughs> He's being very, like, philosophically adamant. <laughs> so he's ready to go out. He goes out there, and there's nobody there, but then he hears giggling from the other bedroom. And then next thing we know, it's the next day, and they're at McLaren's, and Ted will not say what did or did not happen. Barney really wants to know, and Ted will not say. Another strange thing is, you know, Ted keeps going back in his bedroom, but then the girls go to the other bedroom. Wouldn't you think they'd go into his bedroom? Yeah. I know for a writing device, they need them to go to the other Mm -hmm. one so that they don't discover everyone. That's a different ending. And I wonder if they tried out that ending, too. I was kind of thinking about that, because you would think, you know, if the girls are into this, at one point they would just kind of follow Ted into his bedroom. Right. Yeah. For the sake of sitcom, they just go to the other one. And there's there's good Barney stuff in this last scene. Of, yeah. So what happened next? Did you do it? You didn't do it. You did it. Don't tell him because you don't have to because I know you didn't do it. He like holds up the bell. Or did like, you do it? Tries to give it to him. <laughs> Ted just kind of like demurs. This goes on for a while, but it doesn't get old. <laughs> and we don't know whether he did it. No. But he's looking a little smug, so I'm thinking he did. I think he did. But I have nothing to support that. Maybe it was kind of like a Ross situation where (laughs) 
the two of them were doing stuff. You got to see a lot, and then you made a sandwich. <laughs> what kind of sandwich? <laughs> it's turkey. It's pretty good. A little bit of mustard. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> or Barney's three somewhere. It was him, the girl, and the teddy bear. <laughs> and one of them watched from the chair. What's the teddy bear's name? Mr. Mr. Weasels. <laughs> Mr. Weasels. <laughs> Which one watched from the chair? I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, ne- the last scene is... Robin and the waitress, the waitress sees what happened to her and goes out and tells the her date that she must have slumped out of the window because the window's open, and then the waitress gets to go home with the guy. Right. And gets the all, surgeon. Yeah, gets all flirty. And then at the very end, Robin runs out, and they're already kind of out of, I guess they went either somewhere else or to the bar or whatever. She runs out and tries to you know, find him and then just collapses again from blood loss which is a really weird ending. Yeah, it was another funny fall down. I'm falling. Right. Now, I think it would have been better if it just ended with, you know, the waitress and the guy walk off. Yeah, we didn't need Robin running out. But, okay. Where do you think I ranked this? And by the way, we didn't even come close to getting under 40 minutes. No. We're a little bit below what we usually do, but not under 40. You and your lusting over men with accents. Well, we'll be a little closer because we're going to cut out all that stuff where we were trying to rank and then... <laughs> I am going to cut it all out. You should. That was <laughs> not a good discussion. Of course. It's cut. Anyway, I think you ranked it... 92. <gasps> so close. 98. Oh, I was going to say 95. We need to have like a bet. <laughs> like we have to take on one of, one of the other's chores. If you get in with a certain amount or outside of a certain amount. So hmm. if you're like within 10, I have to do one of your, two of your chores. And if you're outside of 10, you have to do one of mine. Okay. Let's talk about this off mic. <laughs> People want to know where we ended up with that. I mean, I'm sure everyone's dying to know which are my chores and which are your chores. <laughs> but we, we got to keep a little bit of mystery to this podcast. Um, do you have a favorite joke? I think it was, uh, you know, when Ted says he's never not wearing a suit again. Mine was, you just made the list, bitch. (laughs) And my least favorite was the four-legged overalls Yeah, that's mine, too. All right. Next week, we have Little Boys. Yes, I was right. This, in my opinion, is a great episode. You have Rob going out on the date with a guy with a kid. And Ted and Barney competing over the woman that Barney's already slept with. Or no, he hasn't, but he fools Ted. It's good so it's a good fake out. Yeah. Where can people find us? You can find us at runklerecaps.com. Email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. On Twitter, at runklerecaps. On Instagram, underscore how I met your podcast, underscore. And thank you to all of our listeners. We got a little nice little like 2020 Spotify summary wrap up and we're in I think like 44 countries, which is awesome. Oh, you mean how many downloads have been in 2020, that thing? Yeah, like on Spotify, so like I've talked before about like not all the the podcast apps track as well as others, but Spotify does a really good job and has told us, yeah, people from 44 countries listen to us on Spotify, which is super cool. I wish we knew which countries they were so we could rank them by accents. (laughs) We do actually know. 
Ooh, for next week. <laughs> All right, folks. All right, everybody. Talk Be to safe. you soon. Bye. Bye.